ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. I'm excited to have India Werner with me today. India, thanks so much for joining me. It's my joy to be here. Yes, so I kind of have, well, I guess I did meet you through social media. We were just chatting a little bit before the episode about how social media really allows you to connect with people that you probably wouldn't otherwise. Um, and we all know, you know, social media can be used in a wrong way, but it can also be a really powerful tool to have another avenue to spread the gospel and to share what the Lord's doing in our lives. I've been able to have a peek into India's life and get to know her through that media um, and to see kind of how the Lord is using you as as a mother and in ministry um, and just different things. So do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us about your family. Sure. My name is India Warner and um I'm married to Zachary Warner, and we have four kids, Sakshi, Paisley, Thaddeus, and Sophie, and we um, love doing ministry together as a family, and uh, right now we live in India. Neat. Well, and then you have a sister, right? And you guys have yes. done a lot of music and things. Yes, my um, sister and I grew up singing together all the time, everywhere. Yes. Oh, and I've heard some of your music, and it is beautiful. And really, we'll just kind of transition with that. So we are in this little kind of, calling it a mini-series, talking about music. Um, and so music has really been a part of your life, probably from your earliest memories, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you've been sharing different things on social media, how you've been trying to really cultivate that culture in your home with your kids. And so some of the things you just shared um, really are kind of my heart in in being a mom and exposing my kids to music and using it to glorify the Lord. So as we've kind of been talking about this on the podcast, you know, in the last episode, Casey Ravert came on and talked about um, kind of the more like nitty gritty, scientific, developmentally, how music can influence kids and their developing minds. Um, so I'm really excited in this episode to have you share um, just how to create a culture of music within the home. Yes. You know, before I was a mother, I knew that if I had kids someday that I would want them to sing and be musical. Um, I grew up in the ministry with my parents and my sister, and we would just um, sing at every church that we visited, and we loved doing it. We didn't have any um, professional music training, but we just mm -hmm. learned by doing because, like, ever since before I can remember, my dad would just say, okay, you're singing. And we would sing, you know, as a little <laughs> kid, you don't realize there's anything to be nervous about. You just do it. And so yes. our parents, they did their best to expose us to godly music. And that really made a profound impact on my life. And mm -hmm. I'm just convinced that anyone can sing. And, you know, whenever kids are young and innocent, they will believe anything that you tell them and whenever you encourage them whenever they're singing like oh that's great you know it sounds good they're gonna believe you but then if you give them negative feedback they're also going to believe that and they're never going to forget that negative feedback that they got from you and so I think it's so important that while our children are small that we should be just pouring into them um, whenever they sing encourage them mm -hmm and do what we can to um, develop their abilities. 
as yes. Christians, we're admonished to make spiritual music a part of our lives. And, you know, it makes me sad sometimes because I hear people say, oh, we're just not musical. You know, we're not a musical family. And I do get that because I realize, like, you know, some people just, they struggle. But even if, you know, like my husband says, he's like, I'm not musically talented, but I can make a joyful noise. And he loves to sing and he sings mm -hmm. because the Bible says in Ephesians 5.19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns, in spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Psalms and hymns are the type of music that we should be focusing on, and music is intended for edification and ultimately to glorify God. So with that in mind, you know that's the type of music that we should be pouring into our children's hearts at this age. And I'm amazed by it, just by you know flooding their minds with this sort of music, the discernment that it's given them, there's been times where we were like in a store or a restaurant and some bad, you know, worldly music came on and they're like, mom, this is bad music or this is not glorifying to God. And, you know, I never yeah. told them that I never played, mm -hmm. you know, good versus bad and like made them, you know, say, which one is it, you know, but by yes. just by always having the right kind of music around whenever they hear what is wrong, then they can identify it. Mm-hmm. And well, I know I've heard the illustration before of, I guess, the people that make the dollar bills. You know, you don't study the counterfeit to be able to spot the counterfeit. You study the real one. Yes. And then knowing the real one, then you can see the counterfeit. And I think that is true in music, like you were saying. You know, when we expose them to things that are true and lovely um, and, and Christ-honoring, you know, then they, they can spot the counterfeit. Yes, that is very true. That's a really good illustration. And, you know, with all of this in mind, some people might be thinking, well, no, you don't get it. You know, I really am not musically inclined. And I do understand that um, because it's hard to know where to start with incorporating music into your home. I, like I said before, I'm not from a um, professionally trained music background. You know, it was just by practicing and singing with my sister that we um, learned how to sing. And so sometimes I too feel at a loss, like, oh my goodness, you know, how are my kids going to be a better singer than I am or know how to play the piano better than I do? Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's just something we're working on little by little. And the best way to learn is by doing and to just naturally incorporate things into your home. Mm -hmm. And so I do have a few different ways that we have, um, I don't want to say like that we you know, have just done this because it's, it's not something where I just sat down and made a list like, okay, this is what we're going to do. But as yes. you do have the intention of creating a musical culture within your home, um, you will begin to incorporate different ways. And these are some things that my family does. And so mm -hmm. the first thing that um, we have always done, even before we had kids, was we just play music as often as we can. My husband and I both love to listen to music and instrumental hymns are really a great way to just always have music going even whenever you're yes. busy like when we're doing school almost always I have some sort of music playing in the background hymns and mm -hmm. um, music with words are great whenever you're washing the dishes riding in the car or just doing other jobs around the house where you can really be you know honed in on the words
Mm-hmm. And I personally think it's worth it to invest in a um, music streaming service like Spotify or Apple Music or Amazon Music because, mm-hmm. you know, we are so quick to subscribe to a video, you know, a movie streaming service or a TV service, yeah. but so much more valuable is the music that we have in our homes. Mm-hmm. Um, for instrumental hymns, I really love the artist Our Daily Bread. I believe they're in cooperation with the devotional, Our Daily Bread, and Mm -hmm. they just have a lot of really great classic hymns on there. And then another favorite instrumental album of our family is the album Arise by the Gawkin Evangelistic team. We play that one on repeat, like all the time. Mm -hmm. It's so good. And then I would also recommend Patch the Pirate for Kids. I kind of take for granted that like love Patch the Pirate. Yes, it's so great. Like I just feel like, well, everyone knows about Patch the Pirate. And I just think, well, if you're a Christian, of course you know about Patch the Pirate. But then recently I've run into people who didn't know about Patch the Pirate. Yes, I know as I've been sharing about it on social media, like how much we love it. People are like, What's Patch the Pirate? Like, oh my goodness, you're missing a wonderful resource. We, my sister and I, like so many of the songs that we sang in churches growing up were from there. Like we even sang some of the silly ones um, whenever we were mm-hmm. little. And you know what? There is literally a patch song for everything. Like I think I drive my husband crazy Even eating sometimes. your broccoli. <laughs> yes. Like I remember them still to this day. And so that's just proof to me like, okay, music is so important and playing it in the home is going to yes. help your kids remember it and hide it in their hearts. So Well, I know with my youngest, well, not my youngest, my third youngest, uh, she's two. And I've been so amazed at just how music sticks with your memory. So my kids listen to Patch the Pirate a lot, and he really does. There's a song for, you know, manners and have a gratitude attitude and, you know, not having a messy room. I've so many different things. Um, But I'm finding like as having this musical culture, keeping these things playing, um, she's picking up on those songs. And so, you know, when we are having grouchy attitudes or something, you know, I'll just start singing gratitude attitude. And here she like chimes in and, you know, or, hey, maybe we need to clean up the house. So, you know, we're singing how, you know, we don't want to be messy in a pigsty or whatever. Um, But that truth that was really put into our heart through song and even sometimes silly songs. Um, but it, it's in there. Yes. And so then I can use that as an opportunity to make a real life application of the truth that we're learning. Right. It's such a good way to like turn a serious, like, okay, we have to clean so we're company a moment yes. into a lighthearted moment. And that yes. goes into the next thing that we always try to do is just to sing with our kids um, mm-hmm. because you can sing almost anywhere like I was saying before, my sister and I grew up singing and that's like one of the main ways we practice was just like going from church to church in the car. We would practice and harmonize and some of our acapella arrangements came from times where we were spending a couple of hours washing dishes <laughs> or whatever it was in, in our family right now. My kids are little, so we have to, you know, really be intentional about getting them to, you know, sing or practice. And a good time mm-hmm. for us is before breakfast, whenever we do our family devotions, we we sing a few songs. And most of the songs that they know are because of, you know, that family devotion time. And it doesn't take long. It just takes a few minutes. But mm-hmm. it's a really good way to, you know, kind of get everyone going for the day and um, just to learn and have a good time together as a family. 
And I think for my older girls, it's really helped them to learn how to harmonize because sometimes whenever we're doing devotions, I'll let them sort of take the lead with the song and then I'll just start like with alto or something in the background Mm -hmm. really softly. And you can just, you know, play around with it. Or even whenever one of them just starts singing in the car, I just start softly singing along and it's really helped them be able to hold a melody um, whenever I'm singing along. And with a scripture passage that comes to my mind with this, and I just feel like it's, it's one of those scripture passages that you hear all the time, but like we can never overemphasize it is Deuteronomy Mm -hmm. chapter six, uh, verse five through seven. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words, which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Music is a natural way to put these verses into practice, because like I said, Mm -hmm. you can sing almost anywhere and almost any time. I love that connection there between keeping the truth in your home at all times and connecting that with music. Yes. And that kind of leads into the next thing, Um, just talking about the songs that we sing. You know, that's something that seems sort of obvious, but whenever I reflect, there's definitely times where I've taught my kids songs, we've we've sung songs in church, and then I realized, you know, we really never talked about what this means and how it applies to our lives as Christians. And so that's something I've been personally trying to do more on purpose is just whenever we sing our songs and family devotions or if we're working on a song for something, just taking the time Mm -hmm. to teach them from the song. Because in my personal walk with the Lord, music has really helped me to meditate on the truths of God and his word. And ultimately that's, that's what it's all about. You know, that's what music is for is to edify us spiritually. Mm -hmm. I love that. I know, so we've been learning different hymns and so we were learning God leads us along, you know, some through the water, some through the flood. And we were talking about kind of how we can go through difficult times in life and how music can encourage us. And we just kind of made that casual statement in our family devotions. But then I was talking to my older daughter the other day and we were listening to a song and she just made the comment. She's like, mom, that would be a really good song if you were sad and you needed comfort. And I, it just, her putting those pieces together, I saw that. And I I guess I didn't realize the importance of really thinking through the truth behind music until I'm a mom mm-hmm. and trying to teach it to my kids. And all of a sudden, I'm like, well, there's so, such a rich level of depth when you really invest into what exactly are we saying? What are we singing in these songs? Yes, because it's so easy to just mindlessly sing a song especially if it's Mm -hmm. one that you've practiced a lot of times and not really think about what we're saying if it's you know worship to the lord or if it's a personal testimony type of song and Mm -hmm. just being able to instill into our kids that these are for our good and for our learning is a really important thing to do at a young age and it can just be Mm -hmm. part of our you know, daily conversations like Deuteronomy 6 says, um, just whenever we're at home or when we're walking by the way, we can always be talking about these things. Mm -hmm. Well, I know I grew up in church. I grew up in a Christian home. And for many of us, hymn singing is a very 
common part of our corporate worship, which is wonderful. I'm, I'm not saying anything negative to that, but I think growing up hearing these songs so much in my adult life, I kind of came to a realization one time that it was almost kind of like I just pushed the play button, you know, that the hymn singing was just part of an order of service. Yes. And it really wasn't a worship thing that I was offering to the Lord. And that really started me on a path of totally changing my thinking, totally changing how I wanted to teach my children, which led to writing several different books and resources. Um, but, but I love that you made that emphasis that, you know, we thinking about what we're singing is, is the important thing. Sing with our kids. We teach them about what the songs say. And I think that you know, as we're, these are all like natural things we do throughout mm-hmm. the day that, you know, I say natural, but we do have to be intentional about it because it's easy to let days go by without, you know, yeah. singing or taking the time to do it. But something that is more of like an intentional decision is being willing to invest in music lessons for our kids. And this is something that mm-hmm. my husband and I, um, you know, personally decided we're going to do piano lessons for the kids. And it's definitely, you know, it can be hard because, if your budget is tight, music lessons mm-hmm. can cost a fortune. And so I totally understand that. But I think that it's something that's so worthwhile. You know, many times we're willing to spend money for other things. And then whenever it comes to music lessons, it's like, oh, my goodness, I can't afford that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. whenever we do some rearranging, we can afford more than we realize. And mm-hmm. honestly, like right now, I'll be, you know, totally transparent. I'm not super satisfied with where my kids are with like learning, like I wish it was more, but it's the best, you know, that we can do with where we're at. Whenever we were in the Mm -hmm. States, we had a piano teacher that we loved. And then now that we've come to India, they don't really have piano teachers. Like they play more of an organ style on the keyboard, but you know, that's the best that we have here. And so we are, you know, going with it. And that's what we feel that the Lord has for this season of life. So I would just encourage whoever is listening to, you know, look around at your options and be willing to invest in a private teacher if that's something that you can do. And if not, you know, there are a ton of online resources available. And if we're just willing to take the time to even, you know, put together a curriculum of sorts to Mm -hmm. involve our children in music more, there's lots of free online printables and videos that you can watch that help. And of course, YouTube is a mm-hmm. wealth of... You can learn how to do anything yeah, on YouTube. like learn how to play the guitar, <laughs> learn how to do whatever. So yes. we really, in today's age, we have no excuse whenever it comes to learning about music. Although I mm-hmm. definitely want to emphasize that having an in-person teacher is preferred whenever possible because... Yeah. You know, especially for little kids like mine are nine and under that um, mm-hmm. really makes a difference. And so but along with the YouTube videos that kind of leads into the next thing that our family does fairly often is we watch music videos together. And for me, I've learned mostly by ear to play the piano mm-hmm. and sing. And so watching videos really helps me glean a lot just watching you know, their style or the pianist, you know, the way they move their fingers across the keys, like all of that you can absorb from watching a music video. And my kids really love it. Like at Christmas time, instead of watching a movie, we can just put on like Christmas music videos of 
different groups and they'll just sit there for like an hour and enjoy music mm-hmm. videos. And I think that's awesome because they're, you know, learning and they're just learning to appreciate the different styles. Yeah. Some different um, groups and singers that we like to watch on YouTube are Ben Everson. I don't know if you've listened to him, but he is so talented. He's one of those people that like layers his own voice and mm-hmm. sometimes whenever people do that, I'm like, oh, it's kind of cheesy. But like the way he does it, it's amazing. So Ben Everson, you'll have to look him up. And he has some yes. good videos. And then Forever Be Sure is another group, a ladies trio or quartet. Mm-hmm. She usually kind of um, circulates the people in the group. But she has some really good videos and some funny ones, too. Mm-hmm. And then the Hamilton family, which are, of course, the Patch the Pirate family. They have some really nice and encouraging, uplifting music videos. There's way more out there, but those are just a few Mm -hmm. of our favorites. And I just, you know, really want to encourage people that it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, you don't have to have a music degree to be able to teach music to your children, Mm -hmm. that there's so many ways that just normal people like me (laughs) can use to, um, to really minister musically to my children and then just yeah. to give them a knowledge and an understanding of the Lord and you know, his love and his desire for us to sing as Christians. Yes. Well, I know when you were talking about letting them watch music videos, that's actually something that we haven't done a lot of, but that I'm thinking I, I want to do more of. My oldest takes piano lessons. She's taken for almost two years. Um, and she's starting to get to a point where she's pretty good. You know, she can open her books, but a lot of, she just recently got to where she has her own little hymn book. Um, and that's been very exciting for her. But up until then, you know, it's been like this old man or row, yes. row, row your boat. And, and those are fun. I mean, they have their place, especially with little ones. But I love when she or maybe we're at church or she sees a music video or something and sees, you know, a an older, more experienced pianist playing songs that glorify the Lord using it, you know, for a church, using it in a ministry way or something. Um, and I almost can see her get excited about what the future might hold for her. Like there's so much more than this old man. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I could, I could play like that one day. Um, and, and I try to encourage her like that, like, Hey, you know, I know that we have to practice every day and sometimes that can get tedious. Um, but look, faithfulness and perseverance pays off, and you could play like that one day. Um, and, and so I, just, I love that you mentioned that because I know she loves to watch people's hands because, you know, right now she's locked into a couple little positions. Yes. But it won't be that way forever, hopefully. You know, if she continues, she'll be all over the keys. And mm-hmm. I love, you know, being able to ignite that in her heart for the future of just the possibilities. And, and I love the opportunity that you know, we can give our children to serve even in the church, even as a kid. Because yes. sometimes I think we think like, oh, well, you have to be an adult or you have to be able to play something beautifully and perfectly to make a wonderful offertory or to make a special. But it sounds like in your upbringing, so much of your early exposure to music happened with two little girls who didn't exactly know what they were doing, maybe didn't always hit the right note on key, but your parents just encouraged you to get up there and to sing. And you yes. did. And I think that's so important to, if we have the opportunity in our churches to give our kids the chance to, hey, play your 30-second offertory or sing your song where, you, you know, maybe you're slightly off key, but that's okay. That's, that, we're just praising the Lord. Yes. And I, I think that is such an important part. And, you know, that's something that 
in our home church growing up, and it's it's still um, a church that my husband and I are members of in the States, something that has always stood out to me about them and that really helped my sister and I is that they never said no to kids playing offertories in church. It didn't matter, you know, what your level was, but they always yeah. were so encouraging to kids playing in the church and even, you know, being able to practice like accompanying the congregation. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we feel like, oh, well, if it doesn't sound perfect or whatever, it's a distraction, but that's not always the case because if you never have that experience and the encouragement yes. from people you love, then you might be discouraged from doing it in the future as an adult. Mm-hmm. Well, I know ministry has to start somewhere. And what better opportunity than through music and giving our kids the chance when they're little? Um, you know, and, and sometimes when they're little, they don't have the the social pressures that we have as adults of, you know, oh, I'm, I'm going to embarrass myself yeah. if I do the whole You know, they just get up there and belt it out. So let them. And then, you know, to me, they get the opportunity to invest in ministry themselves. And, and I think that that, sh- that gives them more natural path to transition to that as an adult. And, you know, you just, we've been singing forever, so we're going to keep singing and we're going to keep music and things like that, as opposed to you know, no, 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 you got to get better. You've got to grow up. And then all of a sudden, like, well, you need to jump in and use this. I I just, I love the emphasis on no age is too young to worship and glorify the Lord and just creating that musical culture in the home to have our kids grow up from, I mean, you know, Casey talked in the episode before about he, even in the womb, the effect that music has on a developing child. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think that you can never sing too much. You can never praise the Lord too much. And music is a wonderful avenue in which to do that. Yes, it's definitely been exciting to you know, have that desire in the beginning when I first had kids. And now getting to see it played out, like you were saying, seeing your daughter connect the dots and just yeah. the Lord rewarding that consistency because it's mm-hmm. it's not always easy. You don't always feel yes. like doing it. But just a little bit here, a little bit there, and being um, faithful to always have music around has really made a huge mm-hmm. impact on our home. And I have a lot more ideas for how to incorporate it, but I haven't tried them all yet. So I'm just really praying yes. that the Lord continues to grow us in that area. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I really feel like it gives a good launch point um, for people to, if if you have not included music in your home, or maybe you have a little bit, or even music is a big part of our home, but in some of the ways that you've used it in your home are different than I have. So I'm going to go look up some of these different, um, you know, songs and different people that you've recommended. Um, and, and I'm excited to, to see that bless our home like it has yours. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode and just sharing your heart. Thank you for having me. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.